Herzlich willkommen zu How to Unblock Me, dem Podcast für Künstler, für Kreative, für Menschen, die sich verändern möchten, Menschen, die Dinge anders machen möchten. Mein Name ist Susanne Geisler und ich freue mich sehr, dass ihr dabei seid. back to How to Unblock Me. Uh, thanks for joining uh, today's show. Uh, you're maybe wondering why uh, I am uh, talking in English uh, today. It's uh, for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is that we are going to have, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to the interview, we are going to have an English-speaking interview partner today. So uh, I thought it's mentally pretty fair to support him and speak a little English today. But uh, the second reason was because I was asked by so many international uh, friends, colleagues living here in Berlin, if I could do a podcast show or if I could do more podcast shows in English, because they are pretty tired to trying to understand what I'm uh talking about uh, when I speak or when I use the German language, they already felt like being part of a German movie. So uh, here I am talking in uh, English to you. Apologies for all the mistakes. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself as a good English speaker. Uh, the second thing I wanted to tell you is that we're approaching a little summer break. So we are definitely, or I'm definitely going to be back after summer break in August. And um, there's exciting news. There's also going to be a new thing on the website. I'm going to launch a package of several toolboxes uh podcast episode that you can download through the website www.howtounblock.me and uh, you can uh, easily access these uh, special podcast episodes and I'm going to provide you with effective tools that you can easily use for instance if you are uh, if you have troubles with performing on stage like me many many years um, I would have been so um, happy if I had had like a little toolbox that I could use whenever I went on stage, whenever I was scared to go on stage. Um, so uh, now I thought, why not providing, why not launching a little toolbox that you can easily apply whenever you feel like anxiety coming up and you maybe feel kind of blocked. I definitely can assure you that uh, your life with these uh, little toolboxes won't be anxiety-free, but you definitely have an anxiety-balanced artist life with these toolboxes. So stay tuned. I'm very happy to say that today's show will be 
an interview with my old friend and former colleague Mike Terry. Um, Mike is a, a visual artist and a photographer and a globetrotter, <laughs> as we say here in Germany. Um, he's traveling a lot. He's living uh, in UK at the moment. And um, Mike took some time to talk with me about perfectionism, about how he manages his life, how he stays inspired while being on tour or while being like a hard working artist. I met Mike when we were working, both working for a British composer here in Berlin, which was a fantastic time. And uh, I told you in the beginning of the podcast series that um, this podcast is about everything I learned about creativity and art on my way from breaking free from being a lawyer to becoming a self-standing artist. And um, part of that has always been Uh, you know, being able to have great talks with other creatives about how they manage their life. And Mike's life and uh, Mike's art has always inspired me very much. So I'm very happy that he took the time to do uh, the two days interview. I don't want to spoil too much. Now, um, let's start. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> how are you? Good. I'm doing well. <laughs> Um, Mike, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? What are you doing? Yes, so my name is Mike Terry, and um, I work as a, I guess my title is like an online and visuals producer for a composer. Um, and what that entails is mostly, you know, documenting all the things that he does. Um, and in, you know, video and photo formats but also sort of trying to find ways to place those images in good places and um, places that sort of represent the artists that I work for. Um, I guess my, my job is in a way for, for him is sort of a, um, maybe a, like a visual bodyguard in a way of just where you're trying to help push the idea and the concept of, of the music through visual channels as well. Um, To sort of protect it in a way. That's interesting. So um, uh, it seems like there, like if you if you if you would have to use like one word, so it would be like a visual artist, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's funny, you know, like part of work for so long when I was also working in Berlin. Um, now I'm 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 here. I'd always have to fill out these landing cards, you know, for my passport or like when I would get to a new place and I always ask your profession profession, I would always just write photographer. because I, I feel like that's sort of all encompassing, you know, you can be a photographer that's video or, or stills in a way, but I guess it is visual artist. I mean, I think that you might hear this a lot that sometimes people get shy about even calling themselves an artist, you know, and it, You have to like remind yourself at some time. You're like, wait, I actually make all my money from doing visual arts. Okay, yeah, maybe I am a visual artist. You know, what uh, what does artist mean to you? What do you understand? What what is an artist? Is there is there a definition or what would you say? Why is it yeah. so hard that people see themselves as an artist? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it it kind of it goes up and down at times. It, it, that classification doesn't bother me at all and I just kind of know it and other times maybe when you see people who might work maybe less commercially or maybe work 
less in a support role as an artist where you're you, what you create is is facilitating somebody else or it's supporting something else like my background comes from photojournalism and in a way the art that we would do was always just a reaction to what was happening in reality so I, I guess that's maybe where it started where you would kind of think well it's it's different than someone who's just starting from something fresh trying to say something very specific but I, ha I mean, I've had so many conversations with people about this and knowing a little bit of German, and this is probably doesn't even add up, but just the word in German, Ot, like Ot und Weise, always made me think I shouldn't be so precious about the word artist. When you think of like Ot und Weise, you know, you think of it just as, as a way. And to me, I, I think an artist is someone who figures out a way to communicate something or to do something. You know, I, I don't know if that linguistically holds up in German, but for me, it, it makes sense, you know. That's interesting. I have had a lot of talks to people here in Germany, too, about what an artist is. And I have I found this uh, interesting definition, um, which is kind of dividing between creativity and uh, and and yeah, art. So what I think is so the, the first thing is that creativity is like the ability to create something to make something new out of something old or to combine new uh, things from something new and then um, if the creative result of what you just created like the, re the, 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 the end product or the, the result can be assigned to um, a field that is commonly known as art like uh, like painting or dance or like p the performing arts or like writing then people tend to see it as art or society sees it as art so I I found that this is for me it's pretty interesting it means when I create and the uh, the result of the creation can be assigned to um, one of the fields of art then I am an artist so there are, there are not the sides like um, you have to decide between um, entertainment or commercial or creating something new. I think if if you create and the result can be assigned to one of the fields, then you are an artist. I think that's for mm. me it was really healthy, a healthy thing. And um, the other points um, I understood or I, I um, realized was the fact that there are certain facets uh, an artist has, like. Um, as you say, he, he tries to communicate through his art. I like art is like a channel for something or for like, I don't know, for emotions, for um, experience or whatever. Uh, and um, yeah, that's 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 my approach when it comes about art. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, also like overcoming boundaries or like uh, trying to like challenge yourself in 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 certain ways that's also coming along with being an artist i think yeah but yeah it is funny that there is this sort of um like i don't know this 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 sort of like not fear or like nervousness that there's this nervousness of saying like oh yeah i'm, I'm an artist because you think it, it it carries with it all this other all these other responsibilities maybe you know But really, in the end, I think it's more, it's, it is about the process, you know? It's about somebody figuring out a way to get from A to B or A to Z, whatever, you know? Like, I've got a problem or I've got an inquiry or I've got something inspiring and I want to 
give a form to it somehow, right? You know? Yeah. Mike, where do you get inspiration from? Um, I think for, for visual stuff, it is from seeing things a lot. I think um, I, I look at a lot of things. Like I'm always looking at photographers and and watch a lot of film. And I think just being around people, you just kind of get turned on to things, I guess. Yeah. Um, lately, since I moved here, I've kind of really started getting a lot of inspiration from the walk that I take between work and my house, yeah. you know. Um, and I it's, and I guess when I think about Berlin and when I was living there, I got a lot of inspiration from the buildings, um, from architecture and the way that cities are sort of laid out. I think that those have always been that's always been a really big thing for me. You know, like all these little private spheres of people's lives that are pushed together, and what are the structures that hold those lives? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here though, it's been nice. Like I think the I've been itching for it, I guess, but the sort of natural world has been really inspiring. Like there's, for instance, just down the hill here, there's this group of really tall trees where there are all these crows that that, that live there. And they're like, it just looks like a, it looks like a, a, a movie about Halloween or something every time you look at it, you know, they're just like circling above and they're everywhere <laughs> and they're kind of like. That like, sounds like Moa Park. Yeah. Like crazy <laughs> noises Park. of death. Yeah, they have they have all they they all have names and own personalities and you know you can you can do like real movies with them. It's yeah, like you have the evil guy, you have the shy guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's just this huge world, and so I you know start thinking about it a little bit more and thinking about the the sort of um, the fantasy of, of what that could actually be and what that could really look like. You know, so it's a move away from thinking that I need to document everything in this realistic way that comes from photojournalism into thinking like, how can I play on this sort of almost childlike fantasy of what it sounds like and hears like to me, you know? Um, and like the collage stuff that I do is sort of, a res you know, that's, that's where I get to play with those, those kind of ideas, you know? Can you explain that? What's your, your collage stuff? What are you meaning? When you yeah, so I started when I was a kid uh, writing, uh, keeping a journal. Probably good. like the culture that I grew up in was really um, it sort of encouraged everyone to keep journals and, you know, record their family history and things like that. And then I just started, you know, putting drawings and putting little pictures and, and things into them. And it's grown you know, since I was a kid into now these books where I tried to, yeah, sort of do collages about the documentation of my life and the things that I see and the things that I find are interesting. And also just to sort of play with pictures, you know. On one hand, I, I, I used to get kind of bummed that, you know, after switching over to digital as a photographer that I never got to touch photos anymore. And this was a way to, again, get back to that viscerality of, like, cutting things up and touching a print of a photo, you know, instead of it just, like, dying on a hard drive or rotting or, you know, corrupting on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, like, the digi digital age changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, for, for me as a photographer, that really influenced the collage work because a big reason why I got into photography and stuck with it is because it was just about the experience. It was about doing these fun things and seeing these interesting people and kind of getting this little invitation into other people's worlds, you know? Yeah. 
And so the experience of it, that the photo is the remnant in a way. And so I really liked taking that remnant and sort of cutting it up and, and repurposing it and playing around with it a bit. And as it's progressed, the collages, I'm, I think I'm starting to go in a little bit more of a direction that's a bit more about my imagination and fantasy rather than just strictly trying to, you know, re-represent a reality that I saw or whatever. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Um, you, you, actually, you, you mentioned like um, really important creativity techniques. It's like doing, like going for work. And, and then like opening all your senses, uh, like seeing and smelling and hearing and tasting and whatever. But um, at the same time with uh, or by doing that, we we trigger all these little things in us. Um, and also we, we kind of talk to our subconscious side by, by doing that because everyone has another biography or other experiences or another childhood and by by going out and and becoming active we we kind of um you know it, it's the first thing to to activate our inner artist and to become creative it's really really important i think yeah yeah i think there's also this relationship between well first thing i'd say to that i have a friend who also keeps a journal and I, i read this thing that he was wrote the other day and he said that when i go on trips i just try to write down my senses just little notes about my senses, you know, like I heard this, I saw this, it was warm, it smelled like fish, you know, whatever, you know. That's how we just, write songs, yeah. Just these tiny details collected become this like really rich and accessible record of, of something really special and beautiful, you know, or interesting. Yeah. But I also think like that the more that I read, what you know, I try to read a lot of stories or, or listen to You know, I like find writers and I just kind of fall into it and then read everything they've done. Um, reading really sensitizes you to what you see, or at least it does for me, you know, especially people who write like essays and, and short stories. Yeah. They're, they're so compact and they remain that way that after I read them, I notice I start seeing, I don't know, just my sensitivity has been sort of increased Yes. for the world around me, you know. Are you doing that on a regular base? Like just to, to come back to the to like getting inspiration and doing becoming active and doing walks and activate your senses. So how do we do that? For instance, if you like, are you on tour a lot or? This year hasn't been a, as intense as the last year, but it will it will heat up again. I'm sure. Um, you know, you just try to make time for it. You know, like when you like the walks to work is for me. And that is also a benefit for sort of my creative mind, I think. Um, and yeah, just being stubborn and trying to make time to sit down and, and work, you know, I guess. Um, yeah, it's not easy. It, it is tricky to, to find your own time because the problem is, is everything's a comment on your life, right? And You don't want to take too much time out of your life that's already a sort of finite resource when you're working full time to document it or comment on it. You want to live it, you know, so, mm. you know, and documenting and commenting on it is really creating art or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough to, to find the time sometimes, but it comes and goes. Sometimes I'm, I'm doing really well and I get a lot done. Other times I don't, you know. Yeah. I try not to get too worried about it. Play the long game. 
Um, this brings me to another um, question I would like to ask you because um, when I started um, creating, when I started uh, writing songs or composing, I um, had a lot of trouble with getting rid of uh, my perfectionism. I was... I'm like I would call myself like a real perfectionist um, because I, I didn't I didn't even touch things um, until I was absolutely sure in advance that I could manage them to do like on a hundred and sixty percent level, or I I just quit things because I thought okay it's not good enough because I compared it to others. Um, do you have any experience yeah. with that? Like, oh, of course. I mean, I don't think. I mean, we've worked together, and I know how. Exact you are, so I don't know if I could claim to be at that level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah. Actually I'm like that when I'm when I'm like when I show everyone my business side, but I'm not like that when I create. It's totally ah. different. I mean I'm a perfectionist when it comes about like details, but I try to I try to let go now. I try to yeah. like um yeah. It's I have Well you know that's not like a four wharf though. I mean it was always <laughs> impressive, that's why I'm saying it. It's like you know. I always knew you had everything like in Griff, you know. Yeah, but sorry, I interrupted you. you no, 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 it's fine. Um, also, just as common on what you're saying, I, I think that's it's kind of cool too. Is you know, like you 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 work with different sides of yourself to to get a different product to come out in a way, you know. And, and yeah, business does require a different different kind of acumen, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, I, I definitely worry about this. I guess in ways that. It's tough to reconcile what you can deliver if you're working for somebody else or even for yourself with what you know the potential actually is. You know, like let's say somebody asks you to do a film for them or you have an idea on a film or a photo shoot or whatever. And you've been looking at a lot of things that might have like a hundred people behind them. And, an, and a much bigger budget than you have. And that's what excites you. And so that's what you want to create. But then you go out and you do it with the resources that you have and the budget that you have. And it is going to be different. And it's it's tough sometimes because you, you feel like, you know, one, maybe you feel like you're not giving the person that you're working for the absolute best thing that they could get when they're actually really happy about it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Or two, you just think, oh, man, how can I how can I get to that next level? You know, like I think that, do you know, Ira Glass, he, he's a, a radio journalist and um, he made this American life. You ever heard of this podcast? Uh, no. What's, I think yeah. if you make a podcast, yeah, you I should, should know. Should know him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just that out and be like, Oh yeah, totally. I, I, I mean, you'd be, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's an American thing, but he has this really nice little spoken word essay where he talks about this this phenomenon where, you know, when you're young, you just are interested. And so everything you make, you think you're the you're just a damn genius. You just think you're so good at everything because your your standards are 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 not very high, you know. And then the more you learn, the better you get at things, the more you notice sort of standards and the more you notice where quality and, and excellence kind of lies And it's tough then because the gap between what you can do and, and those and, and your knowledge grows. But here it comes to to. Uh, I'm gonna break him down. 
you have to start here to get here. That's that's oh, the thing, yeah. you know. You can't because what happens quite often in my case is that I that I start like what I would think like on a beginner level or like I'm 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 pretty good and I'm interested in that and I want to learn, but uh, then for a tiny second my heart um, my my head starts judging. Uh, it, it's, it starts judging and it starts comparing. And that's where all this, uh, what I think unhappiness is also coming in. Because I, you know, I, I can't do step 10 before step three. For instance, in my case, if I, I just started performing concerts, so um, I can I cannot just go to like the bigger stages. I, I, I want to do bigger stages, maybe in some years. But to get there, I have to like step on all the, you know, smaller stages to to learn to learn to learn everything that belongs to the stage you know the whole business thing and it's really important that's something i learned in the last years that you can't do step 10 before step three like it's it's just yeah you grow with every with every job you do or with every performance you do and you learn from every performance definitely i mean i i think that's kind of what what he was saying too in a way he's he's saying like recognize that there's going to be this gap there yeah. and and what you're saying is like that gap is then kind of your roadmap of like okay well that's yeah. where i want to get to yeah. you know i i think it was comforting it's comforting for me to think that even if there is that gap not to get too bummed out about it but at the same time sometimes i i do you know i i think yeah you're always chasing that inspiration you know you're always chasing that thing that you see that just blows your mind you're like damn that's it that's the new sound or that's the new look or like that touches me deeply i want to do that you know yeah. it's it's interesting i heard uh from from an author the other day a really cool thing um uh she said um you 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 you're never finishing a book you just stop writing it yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's really true. I think totally. I mean, I I still teach at the at the FU, you know. Yeah. And I'm teaching master's students, and that's one thing that they have the hardest time with. And I remember having it having a hard time with it as well for their master's thesis. You know, just when they start getting going, they realize that it's already too big to to finish. You know, and and sort of imposing this this um i don't know structure on yourself sounds very uncreative or unproductive to creativity but sometimes it's the only thing that you can really do to make something you have to say okay right now at this moment this is the best thing i can do with this because if i wait until i've i've explored every nook and cranny and i've gone through every rabbit hole of research or whatever in the case of them you know that they'll never be done you know it'll be this you know opus that that is just too big to consume, you know? Yeah. Mike, what do you think is the best part? Um, how do we say it about being an artist? Is there, is there, what do you think is the best part and what is the like less good part? <laughs> I think just for me personally, if, if I wasn't involved in a type of business that, or type of work or practice in life or wasn't raised in a way to think about these things, you know, where I could think about emotions and thoughts and feelings, mm. I would be really frustrated. So I, I would be probably totally frustrated and just always searching for a language, I think. So for me personally, I think that's the best part of doing what I do now and what I've pretty much always 
done my whole career has been creative work is you know it, it it fits my my personality of being somebody who thinks a lot about emotion and thinks a lot about feeling and reaction and these these kind of things so if i didn't have that i think i would feel quite misunderstood to myself if that makes sense that makes absolutely sense it's um it's also something i i realized a long time ago when i stopped um when i quit my profession as a lawyer Uh, because I, I I realized that this profession doesn't really fit my personality. It was always like I, I was raised to to like put my personality or like adapt my personality to a certain job or to a certain profession, but it should be the other way around, right? So our personality comes first, and then the things we do have to kind of match our personality. And this, yeah. is, this is why I want to be an artist, and this is why I think I'm an artist, because it's... It's the only time uh, on a day where I can be myself because I can live all the facets I have. It, it would it wouldn't work in any other job or profession. That this is this is the reason why I want to create. That's really really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of I think your your sort of happiness or just like excitement has has been pretty infectious since you made that decision. You know what I mean? Even when you were working before out of Jurist or out of the law area and you, you hadn't started this, you, you were already like, it was already exciting. It was already inspiring, you know, and now it's even more in that direction. I think, you know what I mean? Like it, it's Spurba. Yeah. What do you think is, is not such a good part in being an artist? What would you? Well, maybe that, that this, this giant realm, you know, that you were talking about before of like, not knowing when to quit or, or, or knowing how to form things. Um, it's, it's tough because things don't have a definite end, you know, or, and, and maybe even increasing your ability or your own skills really doesn't have an end. I guess it doesn't in any profession, but I think a lot of people who work in creative realms sometimes think like, damn, I wish I just had a job where I clocked in and did this. Uh, which is probably kind of disrespectful because people who do that also aren't, they're not like just zombies who don't care about their job. They're also caring about their job and probably thinking about a job like, oh, I wish I had a job where I didn't have to care so much. Or, But I think the worst part is, yeah, sometimes just not having feedback. It's the best and the worst, you know, you, you're yes. alone, you kind of have to make the forms yourself and you have to... Yeah, yeah, also have to be comfortable to be with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need you need a lot of time to process everything. Like if you go out and you observe and you, you collect all the information and inspiration, you have to like take time and be alone and process everything you collected. Yeah, that's, that's also something. Yeah, it's, it's a funny question too, because it's like... Well, it can't be that bad or else I probably wouldn't be doing it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that other people do different types of work that make space for m me to do m mine, you know? Like, yeah, I, so I, I don't think there's anything necessarily bad about it. There are things that frustrate me, but I, I know that they would be something else if I was doing something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, also, what I I think what also came through um, was the fact that um, I'm when I when I'm interested in a project or when I just started a project, 
I'm like really passionate about that project, and but I, I tend to lose. Um, I I don't know where to stop. This is I think what you also said. Like I don't know. I, I really have to figure out like, still where my boundaries are. So I have to like insist on breaks and all this stuff, or like really take care that I can have some quiet time um, because when I'm when you're passionate about like with your whole body and you're also with your personal life not just your um, when when not just your private life is affected but also your like both sides like the um, professional side and the private side it's it's much harder to like say okay we have to stop now because um, you need to eat or <laughs> you need to sleep or yeah, like totally. the burnout thing is also a big topic in my case still of course yeah it, it it's tricky i think i get I, i'm in the catch-22 situation of being like i said before totally fueled by my personal life yeah. and the things i do and wanting to record them or somehow comment on them which takes away from that personal lifetime you know and it's tough because then at those moments where you have lots of time to do work you you just i sound quite pathetic but uh, you know you're lonely and you you want human interaction you want color you want warmth you want those things that are that are like feeding that that um, inquisitive brain you know and, and it's tricky it, it's tricky to find that that time to be effective you know where where you're balanced between being inspired somehow synthesizing those ideas and creating something out of them you know it's for me it's 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 not super easy i guess for, for stuff that i'm doing for myself for things i do for other people for my job uh, you know I, i think you kind of you get into a good um routine of of learning how to do that to, to provide what's needed but it's much think, easier yeah it is yeah doing stuff for yourself is is always Because because of the emotions, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like a lot of people say that it's really yeah. it really makes a difference if you work for yourself or for someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, um, one last question. Um, what? Where is it? I have it here. What is the best book about art that you have read and that you would recommend to the audience? Um. I read a lot, I think, and a lot of different books, like also, you know, photo books or picture books have really touched me and kind of sent me on my way. So it's, it's hard to answer, but I think the, maybe the, one of the most recent is I really like the essayist David Sedaris, and he he put out a, a book that's just these kind of snippets from his journals and I th I think I really have noticed uh, that my sensitivity to what's around me and linguistically being able to sort of explain what's going around me or put words to something, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to write it down, but it 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 helps even when you're making images. You know, I think that book really really helped or has helped me or influenced me in the past year or so. It's called Theft, Theft by Finding, and it's just a collection of his of his uh, his journals. You know, he, he describes people, and then as a writer, 
I, I know how to then describe things when I see somebody else. Or as an image maker, I, I see those details, um, you know, that, that, that mean something, that have something, some weight to them. You know what I mean? Um, I think linguistically, I work a lot from words, you know. Even though I'm a really visual person, words are constantly out there for me, you know. And I'm trying to sort of capture them. Interesting. Wow. Okay. I just I just remember that you once recommended um, a great book to me, uh, which was um, the Art of War. Uh, no, the War of Art. I tend to confuse. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. By uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Stephen yeah. Pressfield. Yeah. 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 Also, he he has that one. Do do the work as well, which is really good. Ah. I think his 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 thing is cool because. He's all about like getting over yourself and just getting started that like once you get going stuff just falls into place, you know. Yes. That it, you know, and if if you're if you're too timid on the sidelines, nothing ever happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm looking over at my bookcase to see if I see any others that really have touched me, I guess. Um There's quite a lot on the market, isn't it? Oh, there's there's so much. I mean, Yeah, I guess uh, another another really really nice book. Um, I'm right in the middle of it is uh, Paul Oster's book Four Three Two One. It's like this kind of intergenerational family epic, you know. And I just I love it. I mean, it just it also kind of affects the way that I think about life and and what I'm doing in life, you know. Which I think it's helpful because sometimes when you're when you're working or you're trying to create everything can't just be about creating it also has to be about you know the space that you're trying to form around that creation you know like i said i think with me this this theme is always that that personal life that feeds into the creative life and making sure that that well doesn't get too empty yeah you know I'm looking at your questions, though, and that one where you said advice to your younger self. Yeah. I think that's a good one. What I would say what is would it be? Yeah. to just keep keep going, uh, do more and think less. Do more and think Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep It's... doing things and be really kind because yeah. you meet yeah. so many people who help you if, if you're just kind and attentive and friendly, yeah. you know? And also be um, be open, like um, what in Germany quite often experiences or what I experienced the last years was um, that like always like thinking in competition, you know, is not really good. It's not really healthy. Uh -huh. Like if you, to be able to share uh, without, you know, expecting something, something back, just like giving. Um, and it, it works much better for me since I, since I be more open and I'm, I have great people I work here in Berlin with. I have a little collective where we like practice all this um, every day, like giving uh, without expecting because we kind of grow together by doing that. And that's really interesting. But I also wanted to say um, the doing is underestimated or the action is underestimated because we have like these three components um, we can put in, in a, what's it in English, in a pyramide? Pyramid. 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 Like, um, You have uh, the action and you have the thoughts and you have the emotions. And what we tend to think or what uh, people think is quite often that we can control our, um, our thoughts and our emotions. 
but we actually can't. We cannot control our emotions. We cannot control our thoughts. We can focus our thoughts, but we can't control it. But what we can control is the action. So by first doing something, we immediately trigger like a circle that um, that triggers uh, your thoughts and then you trigger your emotions. So by doing something, you um, develop positive thoughts and then you develop positive, uh, posit mm. positive emotions and then it triggers again positive action. Like it's a circle, but we yeah. tend to think it the other way around, which is not right, I think. Totally. Which I learned yeah. from a therapist, by the way. I didn't... Figure no. out that on my own. <laughs> yeah, um, and by by doing that, by just like doing it and and um, taking care that my brain doesn't start judging, um, it's it's the best thing you can do. It's um, yeah. yeah. I, I I I would totally agree. I mean, I think like working as a photojournalist in a paper in a city where we had two newspapers in town, that means everything you shoot, somebody else is there. And one day you would sort of beat them and the next day they would beat you, you know, like every day it was sort of a, it was a, it was a game who would get the better picture in the paper, you know, who would, who would cover that event better. And I think that, that fostered this really convivial, good sort of uh, environment between a lot of photographers where we were all trying to do good work and we didn't really get too worried about sharing ideas or getting beat one day or beating somebody else the other day the, the next day or whatever and why what you just said made me think of that is like I'm so glad that happened and I got used to that because it just like it just freed me from all that extra energy I would have spent worrying about trying to protect myself or or be be jealous or do you know what I mean like that is just that's like valuable energy that can be used for something else yes you know and it, it's it's kind of toxic i think to for at least from for myself from any creative process i might do you know yeah yeah that's my experience too yeah yeah i mean in business you kind of have to look out for yourself sometimes in certain ways but i think in the trenches when you're creating things yeah it doesn't work for me to be too precious about stuff or else it's just It's just less time that I can think about what I'm actually trying to do, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Great, Mike. <laughs> so, what are, you going, what are you going to do today? Oh, it's, it's the evening. That's what <laughs> I've been... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll just probably chill or do something nice tonight and then back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for um, for being my guest. Of course, yeah. I hope it worked. <laughs> I hope <so>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sharing your experience, um, yeah. it was really really helpful, and I learn a lot still. Yeah, it's, it's really great yeah. to hear how other people do it. So, um, we're going to say goodbye to the audience. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for joining the today's show. Uh, if you want to learn more about Mike Terry, he has, of course, a website, which is uh, com. I'm going to link his website, of course, in the show notes and uh, through Instagram. That's it for me. 
uh, I'm saying goodbye and I hope you visit uh, the show again after the big summer break in August. Um, yeah, and I wish you uh, happy creating and may the inspiration be with you. Bye.